Welcome to the Shari Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Shari Tzedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. I used to love riding in the car when I was a child. There was something about it that was so relaxing for me, and I would fall asleep every single time I got in the car. I slept in the morning on my way to school, on my way home from school, running errands with my parents, heading to dinner or heading home from dinner. Whether it was an hour ride or five minutes, as soon as my seatbelt was buckled, my eyes would close, my head would hit the window, and I would be out. Anyone else? A few of you. This went on for years, but when I turned 16, suddenly I had a problem. Not what you're thinking. Not what you're thinking. I did not have any trouble staying awake while driving. The problem was that after 16 years of sleeping while everyone escorted me through Denver, I had no clue where anything was. I didn't know how to get to school. I didn't know how to get to the mall. I didn't know how to get to my friends' houses. I was completely lost. I had a a one-day-a-week job. I was actually a sports reporter for a kid's radio station. And the first time I drove myself epitomizes the dilemma of my early driving days. Do we have anyone from Denver? All right. So hopefully I remembered all, all the streets. I knew that I was headed to the intersection of Evans and Santa Fe. Now, simply knowing the intersection was better than I could say for most places that I would go. I even knew how to find Parker Road, the street that would take me to Iliff, which would turn into Evans. I thought that was the confusing part. And then Evans would take me to the intersection with Santa Fe. So I could explain all those steps so my parents felt comfortable sending me on my way. And I was extremely proud of myself for knowing what I knew. So I turned my 1982 sky blue Ford Fairmount onto Parker Road and started looking for Iliff. Now, I didn't know how long the trip normally takes, seeing as I was always sleeping. So I wasn't concerned when I didn't immediately see Iliff. I just kept driving. As I noticed I was late for work, I started to get worried, but I knew I hadn't seen Iliff yet, so I kept driving. Now, remember, this was 1997. So while my dad at the time had one of those car phones where you would suction the antenna to the roof. I think it was something like three or four dollars a minute to use it. I had no such phone. But I knew I was in trouble when Parker Road, remember the one that was supposed to hit Iliff, which would turn into Evans and meet Santa Fe, 
Parker Road ended at a bus station that I had never seen before. So I found a payphone. Zeph, a payphone is something that you put a quarter in to make a phone call. And I called my dad, who had no idea where there could be a bus station like I was describing. He pulled out a map and still couldn't find where I was. The problem was he was looking on the northwest side of Denver where I was supposed to be headed, assuming I had simply missed my turn. I, however, had turned right rather than left onto Parker Road, headed southwest, and ended up in a place where even my dad, who had lived in Denver for 45 years at the time, had never been. It turned out I had been driving for about 45 minutes, a drive that should have taken me only 15 minutes. I got a good laugh from my boss and my parents, and along the way I learned a new part of my hometown and ensured that I would never make that mistake again. Similar stories would occur driving to school, driving to the mall, driving to my friends' homes. But each time I got lost, I would learn the area where I ended up along, along the way. And ultimately, while I would never have a master sense of direction, I continually got better and better at learning my way from place to place. By the time I moved to Tampa 15 years ago, not only did I now have a cell phone, I also had a TomTom Go GPS. See, Zeph, GPS wouldn't be on our phones for several years still at that point. Now, I have a fairly good sense of the map of Tampa in my head at this point. But as someone who's still directionally challenged, without getting lost, without having those adventures like that day on Parker Road, I don't have the same knowledge of the city that one would expect of someone living here this long. And I'm somewhat embarrassed to, stay, to say, I still use my GPS to get me most places. I've actually managed to get lost with the GPS, but that's, that's another story. In the New Atlantis, a journal of technology and society, editor Ari Shulman wrote a brilliant piece several years ago titled GPS and the End of the Road. He looked at the implications and future possibilities of GPS, including cars that would automatically take us to our destination, which really was a dream at that point. But in the possibilities, he also acknowledges a risk. Now, one of those risks was people who, um, I don't know that this is happening as often, but especially with those early GPSs that gave you directions, there were people who were driving into rivers, driving off of bridges that ended in the middle just because they were going where the GPS told them to go and they weren't looking where they were actually driving. So he, he acknowledged those risks. But he also talked about how we as a society potentially are losing that ability to get lost. We're losing the journey of finding our way. And ultimately, we're losing awareness of where we actually are. In depending on my GPS to get me where I'm going, I'm barely better off than I was sleeping in the car when I was being chauffeured by my parents. It's not just driving from point A to point B that teaches us how to get somewhere. It's learning how to find point B from point A. In the Talmud, we hear a story of Rabbi Joshua Bar Hananya 
who told of three times in his life, only three, that he was fooled. And he tells us one. Some of you may have heard me tell this story before. I love it. He was fooled, he tells us, by a small child. We read, I was traveling and I met with a child at a crossroads. And I asked him which way to the city. And he replied, There is both a short, long way and a long, short way. So I took the short, long way. I soon reached the city, but I found my approach obstructed by gardens and orchards, making entry into the city impossible. So I retraced my steps and said to the child, My son, didn't you tell me that this was the short way? And the child answered, Did I not tell you that it is also long? Rabbi Joshua had two choices, a short, long road and a long, short road. The first option was indeed a shorter road, but it didn't really get him where he needed to go, forcing him to return to his starting point, taking the second longer road anyway, making his ultimate journey much longer. The other option was indeed a longer road, but the ultimate goal was reached in a shorter amount of time. In this week's Torah portion, Shoftim, we're told to appoint magistrates and officials to rule the people, and that they must do so justly, showing no partiality and not accepting bribes. The people as a whole are told, Sedek, Sedek, Tirdof, justice, justice you shall pursue. According to Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, it's this idea of pursuit that shows how centrally important justice is to the tenets of Judaism. It's not simply something we follow, directions that are given to us by a voice with a British accent, but rather justice is something we must actively pursue. Heschel, who is well known for marching with Martin Luther King and Selma, definitely knew that the path to justice was the long one. He knew that shortcuts would not lead to equality and would ultimately make the path longer. He was not interested in a short, long road, but he helped to pave the way down that long, short road, the difficult, lengthy journey that is now the legacy of Heschel and of King, a journey that I know they wish would have been a faster one, unfortunately, a road that we are still traveling today. As we continue the pursuit of justice in the world and in our lives, we will often get lost along the way. As we learn, however, from the long, short road of Rabbi Joshua bar the long, short road of Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel and Dr. Martin Luther King, and at the risk of being a bit trite in comparison, my journey that day 25 years ago with the longest 15-minute drive of my life. The pursuit of a goal is just as, if not more, important than the goal itself. And the long road can end up being a much shorter path than one that takes shortcuts. We are lost in our world today, and there is no GPS to justice. There's no GPS to a fixed world. And there's no GPS to a better us. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a path. 
We currently find ourselves in the month of Elul, the month before Tishrei in which we celebrate Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Elul is our time to prepare for and begin the reflection that will be necessary for repentance. We take the entire month to think about where we've gotten lost, learning from our mistakes so that we do better the next time. The fact that our reflection and repentance are a yearly occurrence shows that our Jewish tradition expects that we're going to get lost again. So no, there is no GPS to a better world or a better us, and maybe that's a good thing. If we think we've found a shortcut, there's usually, that's usually a pretty good sign to turn the other way. We're supposed to get lost. We're supposed to have to find our way. And we're supposed to have to pursue our goals. As we approach the new year of 5783, may we all take this time to think about where we are, where we've been, where we've gotten lost, and where we hope to still go. Our path will have twists and turns, but may we learn from every one of them. May we become pursuers of justice, seeking to find the path to a better us and to a better world. Kenya Hiratson, be this God's will.